Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Witness Lee. Witness Lee was captured by the Lord Jesus as a young man of 19 in his native China. He consecrated his life to preach the gospel, and later labored side by side with Watchman Nee for parts of three decades, before eventually bringing this ministry to the West in 1962. He spent the next 35 years speaking to Christians in North America and all over the world before going to be with the Lord in 1997. The life study of the Bible is his most significant contribution to the heritage of biblical exposition, and we're delighted to be able to bring you short portions of his spoken ministry today. If you have questions or comments, or would like to find other Christians in your area enjoying this same ministry, just email us, radio at lsm.org. Again, that's radio at lsm.org. Here's today's program. When Moses received the commandment of God for his people, his face was shining as a reflection of God's glory and grace. Yet when the Apostle Paul referred back to the event in his second epistle to the Corinthians, he called that ministry a ministry of condemnation and death. How does something full of God's glory and grace become an instrument of condemnation and death. You will not want to miss today's Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program furnished by Living Stream Ministry and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. These two men raised up by God to carry the gospel to their countrymen in pre-communist China in the 1920s, 30s, and 40s also left us with this historically significant ministry of God's economy for the fulfillment of His eternal purpose in Christ. And we're happy to be able to bring you selected portions from this 1980 life study of the book of Exodus. And joining us again today is Francis Ball. Francis, welcome back. It's going to be a very rich and probably surprising portion for our listeners today, isn't it? Rich, yes, I would say. It is rich, but also shocking a little. We need to listen carefully to the unveiling of this particular chapter in Exodus. Well, for an introduction today, Francis, to help us get into this message, we need to consider a couple of passages in Scripture, an Old Testament portion from Exodus 34 and a New Testament section from 2 Corinthians. And I think this comparison is going to be very interesting. Here is Exodus 34, verses 29 through 33. And when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain, Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone by reason of his speaking with him, who is God. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, at that time the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. And afterward all the children of Israel came near, and he gave them in commandment all that Jehovah had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. Okay, now here's the verses from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, and this is verses 7, 8, and 9. Moreover, if the ministry of death engraved in stone in letters came about in glory so that the sons of Israel were not able to gaze at the face of Moses because of the glory of his face, a glory which was being done away with, how shall the ministry of the Spirit not be more in glory? For if there is glory with the ministry of condemnation... 
much more, the ministry of righteousness abounds with glory. Very interesting, Francis, very significant. This ministry that came with the shining that was expressed on Moses' face is now called a ministry of death and a ministry of condemnation. Remarkable, isn't it? Very remarkable. Something that is tended to be in glory turns out to be in condemnation really deserves some explanations. And I think we're going to get some today, and hopefully our fellowship will be along this line. Certainly Witness Lee's sharing is. Let's join him now. Have you ever thought about it? That in the Bible, there is kind of ministry that ministers condemnation. Because Paul is so bold to use the word or the term, the ministry of condemnation. And he also uh, uses another term, the ministry of death. Paul interpreted in a way to say that shining on the face of Moses was the glory of a ministry. And that ministry was the ministry of both condemnation and death. Paul got insight. Moses did have a ministry. And that ministry had a glory. Why that ministry of glory became a ministry of condemnation? The ministry even of death. Because of those people who were in darkness. Because their hearts were what? Hardened. In the Bible, the first heart hardened was Pharaoh's heart. Now, these people, not in Egypt, these people at the foothill of God's mountain, their hearts were the same as that of Pharaoh. They had a hardened heart. The ministry of Moses was a ministry of glory. And that ministry shouldn't be a ministry of condemnation. It should not be a ministry of uh, death. God didn't have the intention to condemn. God didn't have the intention to kill. But eventually it came out that the ministry of glory became one of condemnation and even became one of death due to the darkened and the hardened and the blinded people. Don't think the Bible doesn't condemn you. Don't think the Bible doesn't kill you. It depends upon what heart you have. If your heart is hardened, the Bible condemns you. If your heart is hardened, the Bible kills you. You shouldn't be superstitious thinking that as soon as you touch the Bible, you'll get the blessing. No. Whether this will become a blessing to you, a ministry of life or death to you, a ministry of righteousness or condemnation to you, it depends upon your heart. If your heart is hardened, everything is negative. If your heart is softened, then everything becomes positive. Now, it's not a ministry of condemnation or death, but ministry of righteousness and spirit. 
Francis, the ministry that originally was committed by Jehovah to Moses was a ministry that came in glory. And this was evidenced by the shining face that he had when he came down from the presence of God in the mountain. But in 2 Corinthians, as we mentioned before, Paul calls it a ministry of condemnation and death. Why did such a ministry of glory become a ministry of condemnation and death? Well, to put it very simply, it's because of the heart of the people. But this word we just heard makes it very clear that God's intention in giving his word or his ministry is that we would be like Moses, receiving God's speaking with a soft and submissive heart. And by that, we would be receiving a shining. With Moses, the receiving of God's commandments was the receiving a ministry of glory, which infused God into him and made him shine. But when the children of Israel at the foot of the mountain, there was a hardness of heart, darkness and blindness. Actually, at that time, they became just like Pharaoh was, whose heart was hardened. What God intended in giving the law to the people through Moses was to bless them and to impart his glory and his righteousness into them. But their hearts were hardened, and they were not able to receive his word. Just so, Witness Lee warns us that if our heart is hard, even though we read the Bible, the ministry in it will be a ministry of condemnation and death. It all depends on our heart. To a hard heart, everything is negative, condemnation and death. If your heart is soft, the ministry will be very positive, a ministry of righteousness and the Spirit. Then this will cause you even like Moses, to shine. His face became shining, and your inner being will become shining. It all depends on your heart. Francis, you know, we tend to compartmentalize, I think most of us, when we read the Bible, uh, and we identify, oh, that's the Old Testament dispensation, and I'm over here in the New Testament where there is just grace and mercy. But actually, the coming of the law was really much in the same principle as the presentation of the gospel. And that is, I think, a surprising revelation that we're all intrigued for in this coming section. Yes, you could even say that at that time Moses was in a New Testament atmosphere. And if we're in that kind of atmosphere with a soft heart, receiving what God's speaking, the whole Bible will become a ministry of life to us. Well, let's join Witness Lee. I think we're going to see that point very clearly in this coming section. When Moses came down from the mountain... He didn't know that his face was shining. Rather, the people got to know because they saw the shining. Eventually, Moses no doubt realized that something on his face. The strange thing was this: while he was talking to the people, he didn't put the veil right way upon his face. After he finished his speaking with the people, he veiled his face. Why, after Moses speaking, Moses put the veil upon his face? Because after speaking, Moses realized these people, their hearts were hot. Not one of their hearts was softened. Second Corinthians chapter 3 was an exposition, expounding of Exodus 34. So, in Paul's expounding, Paul indicated what was the veil. The veil 
is just the heart and heart. Why? Because Paul in Second Corinthians 3.16 says, when their heart shall turn to the Lord, the veil will be gone. Amen. After Moses came down to the mountain with the table edge, with the face shining, after talking to the people, she realized their hearts are just harder. They couldn't see what God wanted. Moses' ministry of glory became one of condemnation and of death just because the hardened hearts of the children of Israel. Not only Moses' ministry, even today, the ministry in the New Testament is a more glorious ministry. And it is a ministry of righteousness and a ministry of spirit. Even such a more glorious ministry if your heart is hardened. You have to realize even such a ministry will become one of condemnation to you. It will become one of death to you. The prince was the same. He'll condemn you. In John 5, the Lord told the Pharisees that if you don't turn to believe in me, my word will condemn you. My word will judge you. In the future, all the perished ones will be condemned not by the law, but by the gospel. The gospel today is a gospel of righteousness and of the spirit and of life. But I tell you, if you harden your heart, eventually, what will judge you? The gospel. What will condemn you? The gospel. What will sentence you to death? The gospel. So, by that time, you will realize even the most glorious ministry of the New Testament will become one of condemnation and of death. Francis, I thought this was a tremendous comparison between the ministry committed to Moses and the New Testament gospel. The ministry at that time was given in glory, and actually it was full of grace, but to the people it became something condemning them. The gospel of grace that we have all heard in the New Testament surely is full of grace and glory. So how is it that it also can become something of condemnation and death? Chris, this is quite a sobering word to all of us. The gospel we have heard and the gospel we preach is a gospel of grace and glory. Surely that's true. However, it's possible that these very words of this wonderful gospel could become a ministry of condemnation and death. I was really shocked, and also I say I was enlightened and sobered a lot by this message. To hear this word, that if you do not receive this gospel of God's salvation, you will be judged, not by the law, not by the Ten Commandments, but you'll be judged by the very gospel which was intended to bring life to you. In John's gospel, which is the gospel of life, the Lord Jesus is quoted as saying, He who believes into the Son has eternal life, but he who disobeys, that is, does not believe, but is indifferent or has a hard heart, shall not see life. But what happens? The wrath of God abides upon him. A hard heart does not believe. So the very gospel of grace and glory 
will become to him who doesn't believe a ministry of condemnation and of death. I feel this was quite an enlightening word, Chris, and something that we really should help people to realize that if they don't take God's word as a ministry of life to them, but harden their heart, even to harden their heart against what God is saying, they will find out that that same message will be under condemnation and death. Francis, it was very striking, the passage that you quoted from John there equates unbelief with disobedience. This is uh, not at all according to our natural concept, is it? No, not at all, because unbelief is just uh, saying no to God. So that's the same as uh, disobeying him. Yeah, to the Lord, this is the ultimate sin, that kind of rejection. And as you said to me also, uh, very shocking to realize, very sobering. Even as we present the gospel to our unbelieving friends or family members, it should become a little bit of a motivation to us to endeavor before the Lord to really pray faith and speak faith into these ones because they're rejecting, as you said, will enable this gospel to become that which ultimately could condemn them. Yes, that's very true. And we do need to pray. When we're going to preach the gospel or speak to someone about the gospel, we need to pray that their heart would be open, would be soft. And I think we need to uh, kind of cherish them along the way to soften their heart. So when we speak to them the clear gospel of Christ, they will have an open heart to receive with the realization that if they don't receive it, it will turn into condemnation instead of blessing. Well, in our final section today, we're going to focus particularly on a verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. This is verse 18, and this is Paul referring back to now Moses as he came down from the mountain and confronted the children of Israel. But we all with unveiled face, beholding and reflecting like a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord's Spirit. One of the truly magnificent verses in the entire Bible. Do you agree, Francis? Yes, I certainly agree with that. This is truly a marvelous verse. Let's join Witness Lee. Paul expanded Exodus 34 in 2 Corinthians 3, not for the children of Israel's sake. He expanded this way for our sake. So, eventually, he said to us, now we... With an open face. Do you know what an open face? An open face is the turned heart. When the heart turned back, the turned back heart gives you the unveiled face. What is unveiled face? That is one without any indifference in the heart. I think there is the indifference in your heart still existing you do have a veil upon your face. An unveiled face is one whose heart is turned back to the Lord, then the veil is away, now you have an unveiled face. Beholding and reflecting as a mirror, when this mirror looks at you, spontaneously this mirror reflects you. When a mirror looks at you, Behold you, it reflects you. When the mirror has a veil upon it, the veil separates the mirror from you. It doesn't behold you, so it cannot reflect you. 
when the veil is away. The face is unveiled. And this face becomes an unveiled mirror. So it reflects you because the whole thing. We are a mirror without any veil. So we are the unveiled mirror. Behold the Lord and reflect Him. By doing this, we are being transformed. What does transformation mean? It means the Lord's image will be impressed into us. Just like the image of this person will be impressed into the mirror. Eventually, the image of this person will just fill up the mirror and occupy the mirror. From glory to glory. From one degree of glory to another degree of glory. And eventually, you just become the Lord's reflection. Paul says, this is from what? From the Lord Spirit. So, we must consider this is a serious matter to listen to the Word of God. Regardless whether that is the Word of Old Testament or the Word of New Testament, the principle is the same. As long as it is God speaking, we must be warned to adjust our heart. Otherwise, in the New Testament, ministry of the Spirit and of righteousness may become something of condemnation death to you. And you will suffer. You will not only miss the blessing, you will also suffer something. You have to read New Testament again. This kind of warning of suffer filled up the whole New Testament in the Gospel, in the Epistles, in Revelation, full of. Even the end of Revelation, the Lord says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. They reward if it's me. He will reward his servants. You see, now it depends upon our attitude. What is our heart? And where is our heart? What this ministry will be, a life, a justification to you, or a condemnation. I dare to you. It depends upon your heart. Brother Francis, either ministry that we've touched on today can be something of grace and glory, really something of life to us, or it can become something of death and condemnation. I think it's clear now. It all depends on our heart. What's the connection that we heard at the end of Witness Lee speaking here regarding this principle and the warning that's in Revelation 22, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to render to each one as his work is. Again, Chris, we've heard a very sobering word, not only to warn unbelievers, but also to warn all of us who have believed in the Lord Jesus, that there is a danger that our heart may be indifferent or even hardened, causing a veil to be over our eyes so that we cannot see. And when we have a hardening of heart like this to the Lord speaking, we're in danger of losing what we would be able to gain by receiving the word with a soft heart. And to come to the Lord with an unveiled face is the safe way to uh, please the Lord, to receive his word. 
I'd like to repeat Brother Lee's word there when he said, whether God is speaking in life or death to us depends on our heart. And, of course, Paul is speaking to Christians here, ones who believe in Christ. So there is something more to consider. Paul's word in 2 Corinthians does say that the veil is removed when we turn our hearts to the Lord. Even it is very possible that many believers will hear the Lord say it is coming. I never knew you. Depart from me, workers of darkness. That's a hard saying and misunderstood by many Christians, thinking that it has to do with once you're saved, you're eternally saved, which is true. When we're saved, we're eternally saved. But he's coming, and his reward is with him. We must realize this verse you mentioned in Revelation 22. Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to render to each one as his work is. This is both a promise and a warning. For the faithful believers who keep their hearts turned to the Lord and always soft toward His Word, there is a reward at His coming, in addition to salvation. We all need to see this, that there is such a thing as a reward for those who keep an unveiled face, beholding and reflecting the Lord of glory. Unless we see this, we're in danger even though we have eternal life, that we would miss the reward that the Lord is coming with. Well, Francis, a very enlightening portion today. What a life study this has been, and how valuable is the printed resource that accompanies it, I would say, to the listeners who have been maybe stirred a little bit in their being to pursue this matter a little more diligently, a little more carefully, because this is very new speaking, I think, probably for most of our hearers today. It certainly would have been new to me a few years ago. Thank you, Francis, and we look forward to having you back with us then. Today, I'm Chris Wilde, and thank you very much for listening. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee produced by Living Stream Ministry. You can now enjoy titles by Watchman Nee and Witness Lee on your computer, tablet, or smartphone. Visit lsm.org slash ePublications to find all that Living Stream has available. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can enjoy this ministry on all kinds of PC and Mac devices. Many of our publications are also available on Amazon.com and at iTunes. But to see everything we have to offer, visit our website at lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today. <laughs>